Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks. That's betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks for 10% off your first month. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about our recent partnership with the amazing Bones Coffee Company. Let's face it, you're probably sick and tired of drinking that old plain Jane coffee brand every morning. Well, fret not, dear listener. Bones Coffee is here to kick your taste buds into high gear. Bones Coffee has a wide variety of flavors to choose from, including maple bacon, peaches and spring, island grog, and my personal favorite, chocolate raspberry. Once you become hooked on the coffee, you'll be excited to learn that they have plenty of merch options to choose from as well. T-shirts, mugs, tote bags, the list goes on. You can buy their coffee in whole bean, ground, and even evil single serve options. Guys, we wouldn't lie to you. This coffee is great, and we know that you're going to love it too, which is why we have partnered up with Bones Coffee, and now our listeners have an exclusive discount code. Make sure to use the code MUSICSPEAKS at checkout for 10% off your order. That's right, James. Go to BonesCoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today. Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, welcome back to When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast where we fight depression with the power of music. I'm your professional handicapped host, James Cox, and I have an awesome, awesome, awesome interview today for y'all today, but let me tell you about him. Mo Wigginton, did I say that right? That is correct. Most times I get it wrong, so thank you. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, um, so a little bit about him. Um, it's, it's been a long road for Chuck Mountain, which he's a singer of, uh, with roots in Southern Rock, Blues and Country, all my all-time favorite um, genres. Uh, the Greensboro, North Carolina outfit band is a force to be reckoned with, having already gained a reputation in their regional circuit for their blistering high-energy uh, live performances and catchy, memorable songs. And after releasing a handful of singles in this year only, uh, since the inception in, 
and uh, which is so 2020, 2017, right? That is correct. Nice. Uh, twenty twenty three sees this trio to release their full full length album this year called Fool's Journey. Bo, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. Uh, yeah. Well, I think you found us on Pine Match, and I'm I'm so glad you did because uh, it seems like you got an interesting story to, to share with us. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. No, I I saw yours and at the just the premise behind your podcast yeah. is something that I'm really po- I'm I'm real passionate about too. Just because right. yeah. music's always been a very big positive force in my life to just help with the harder times. Yeah, and uh, and this podcast is built around um, people like you and me, you know, because you write music does wonderful things to the soul and get you out of that really depressing moment that you have in life. Um, mm-hmm. And I think music is, is it's always there for you, you know, it never goes away, so it's always there for you no matter what you go through, you know? Yeah. And I think well, that's a powerful it, tool. It helps, like, just navigate those dark times, too. I mean, as a songwriter, it's very cathartic to write out your problems, and it's always been really, really helpful to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I read that you, you're in Nashville. Or or are you living uh, in Los Angeles right now? So I lived so I live in Greensboro, North Carolina right now. Okay. Uh, but I went to school out here, moved out to LA, lived there for like four, almost five years, and then I moved to Nashville after that, yeah. and I lived there for just about five years as well before moving back yeah. here to Greensboro. Yeah, so yeah, that's why I got confused because you're like me, you live everywhere, you know, because I live in yeah. Virginia, Florida. <laughs> uh, so. So if you had to pick one, uh, would you rather live in Nashville or California? Ah, uh, Nashville, yeah, for sure. Totally, totally. Nashville is really yeah. awesome. Yeah, because here it's like, the obviously it's the music capital. Um, and I thought it was just like um, like a big time country movement down there, but it's not. You know, I've been told yeah, it's, it's got everything. rock and jazz and yeah, it's everything. Yeah, so awesome, awesome. Um. Yeah, that was really fun. When I lived there, I worked at a, a couple different music venues. There's a place called The Basement. So if you ever go to Nashville and you're looking for a really cool venue, yeah. The Basement is the one I always recommend people. It's real small, real intimate, and they have like free shows on Tuesday where you can go see like five to like 10 different bands for free. Um, it's it's a cool spot. It has a big place in my heart. Right. right. So Chuck Mountain is a band that, that covers um, Southern rock, blues, and country. Out of those three genres, which one is your favorite and why? Uh, blues. blues. It, it'll okay. always be the blues. Yeah. I love the blues. I grew up on it. Like My dad introduced me to blues music, and then my grandparents lived down in Mississippi, not too far away from Clarksdale, and so I always grew up here in the story of Robert Johnson, and I was just, that, that was a big kind of inspiration for me all through my career was just like man so it's like one day i'm gonna get that big break <laughs> you know? yeah but uh but yeah no i love the blues and just the emotion that comes out into it i'm not the biggest like shredder I, i've always wanted to be like a shredder but like i can play blues leads really well but when it comes to anything else it's just like this sounds a lot like the blues with a hint of country or a hint of this you know yeah. So you not only are you the oh hold on what the hell um, do you want to say I'll be on there? Hmm? 
Do I, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it's uh, giving me some kind of error. I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, it's uh, okay. Well, it, you know how computers work. We'll edit that out, you know, because I'm, a, I'm, you know, I, I use Audacity. I don't know if you use, you use Audacity, but that's a big, uh, that's a, that's one of my favorite editors of all time. Yeah. So, um, I used to use that back in the day. That was like yeah. what I started on too. Yeah. Um. So, not only are you a uh, uh, the singer for your band, Truck Mountain, but you're mm-hmm. you're, you're you're also a guitarist, right? Correct. Yeah, right, I sing right. and play guitar, and I write the songs. All right, that's that's all. That's like a trifecta from you know. So, so that's a good trifecta, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I don't have the best dance moves. I leave that up to our bass player. He's definitely the dancer in the dancer in, in the, the band. Group. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah! And I can't dance for nothing too, but I make do when I have to, which is not very often, you know. But uh, so I so I want your opinion on on this since since you're a you know I'm a professional musician and and listener to all lovers of um, genres, ACDC. Okay. Okay. Now there's there's I told my my friend. That they're a blues rock band. Do you agree? Because you have songs like House of Jazz that's kind of like a bluesy feeling, and you have the all-time my favorite song called The Jack. That's blues. Would you consider them a blues band or no? I would consider them a blues rock band, okay. like kind of the original. Like I've been in many a different blues rock band throughout my day, and it's the hardest one to describe to people. Like Led Zeppelin, I would say, is a blues rock band, but everyone just says it's like classic rock. But it's just a a very aggressive blues turns into what we all know as rock and roll. And so it's just Mm. always there at that foundation. Yeah, it's weird that many bands can be considered uh, different genres depending on what they are because Foo Fighters are rock, pop, I guess they would consider them pop, you know. I mean, it's confusing yeah. now, and and there and there's subgenres that are that are too tire, tiresome to even understand, you know. Especially yeah. in heavy yeah, metal, it, it's tricky. It's yeah. tricky to like the at, when I was in Nashville, one of the biggest ones. Like, I did a bunch of solo uh, singer songwriter stuff, and it was classified Americana, right? Because it wasn't wasn't quite folk, it wasn't quite country, yeah. it was Americana, and so it's funny, like how all encompassing Americana has become. Right? Yeah, I I don't really okay. So now that I have you here, what is Americana? Because I'm I, I'm really not sure, and I don't know if my if my listeners are you don't know what Americana is. So in Nashville, if if you ever visit, like it's it's going to be very apparent what the genre Americana is. It's kind of it takes a bunch of I mean, it has like roots music and blues music and country music and folk music all squished together. But mainly it's like acoustic driven, kind of more of a cinematic sound, but also very like it. It's not as twangy as country, but a lot of the same instruments are used. It's, kind of very it's hard. Kind of like a very, very traditional kind of way to play music, I guess you would say. Yeah, I, I mean, just like a lot of like singer songwriters is like the a bunch of people like Parker Millsap. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, he's one of my favorites, like Shaky Graves, even like Shaky Graves is kind yeah. of kind of falls into that line. Shovels and rope like there's. It's it's just kind of hard to classify them as direct country or direct folk, and that's where Americana kind of comes in. Yeah, what's the, what's the strangest 
subgenre that you heard that that is listening heavy metal? Oh, I so I many? used yeah. <laughs> I used to do. I had a job where I made playlists for like restaurants, hotels, yeah. and like casinos and stuff. And so I fell into the world of lounge music which is very, very all-encompassing, but it's just that kind of like, it's almost techno, but it's also almost jazz. And so it's just like very repetitive, but kind of flowy, like just lounge, like techno lounge music has been like the weirdest subgenre I've kind of fallen yeah. into before in my life. Yeah. I don't know how to make it, but right. I, I sure have listened to a bunch of it. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um. <laughs> So, I read in your bio also that when you lived in Los Angeles and Nashville, uh, you got some um, music in TV and films. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Can, can, can you tell us which which TV and films so we can go back there and listen to them? Yeah. So, when I, when I was living in L.A., I was in a band called The Heavy Heavy Hearts, and we had a song... First thing we got was a song in Ladies Man 2. Uh, it was an MTV made for TV movie. Mm. And that was like our first place when we ever got. And then had a song in uh, Shameless. So uh, in the like beginning of one of the episodes, I believe it's an episode. I think it's season eight, episode six. Okay. But it's the defenstration of Frank is the name of the episode. <laughs> yeah. But it was the opening credits for that. Oh, nice. And then we had uh, two songs in a Sony movie called Bad Country, starring uh, William Dafoe and Amy Smart um, and Matt Dillon. And it was really funny because, like, it just seemed like William Dafoe was a big fan of our band because oh, really? he walked he walked into like a bar in the movie and hits the jukebox, and it's one of our songs. And then later on, he's working out and punching a uh, like a punching bag, and yeah. it's another one of our songs <laughs> behind him. I was, oh, nice. yeah, yeah. So I was like, I wonder if he, I wonder if he's gonna look us up after. Yeah. But you know, so are um, question the the answer: Are y'all friends at all? <laughs> like, I wish, oh, I wish. Okay. Man. <laughs> oh no, that would be so great. Yeah, that would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then when I was in Nashville, I started doing the Americana stuff, like I was saying, and randomly the show Nashville, when it was on ABC, asked to use one of my songs on an episode. I can't remember what episode it is, but yeah. I, I was opening up for the main main star of the show. Like she was backstage about to go on to perform and I was the opening act like behind the curtain, which was it was just really funny. It was cool to see. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so let's go back to um, the pandemic because I know this is a big deal for for some people still yeah. to this day, you know, because we never experienced anything like that in, in my lifetime, and I'm 43, yeah. so I don't, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I don't know what you think about me, but um, so I read that uh, since the in, in the middle of the, of the pandemic, you really took a liking to welding. That's correct, and yes. where you started your own business. Right. Mm -hmm. And you yes. even worked with a company called Weld.com as a host, making videos for them and whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, so if it's okay with you, I would like to uh, share with the people on YouTube um, some of your um, art here, if I can, cool. and then uh, yeah, and just ask you a little bit of questions because because I'm because I'm always interested in learning new stuff. 
And yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, from amazing art. I mean, here we got the table. I, I think that's what like bamboo. Yeah, it's, right, yeah. It's out of right out of my backyard. Oh, really? I have like a whole bunch of bamboo that I have to constantly get, like just keep cut back. And so I was, right. I always try to use it for interesting projects. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so do you make make this and sell and sell it online, or do you mainly make it for you? Um, I do. So all these pieces are things that are just for me. The table up on the top left; those were actually a Mother's Day gift for my mom. Okay. Um, and then I make them for just like people in the area, and I do like for my my business. I do more of just like restaurant, bar, custom fabrication. Right. Yeah. These are all interesting. And the uh, I know you you did mean to do this, but that but this picture says Chuck Mountain. Everybody yeah. <laughs> kind of cut off on the CH. oh yeah <laughs> yeah. So you I don't know if you want to fix that. I don't know how you can, but I mean I'm you know I'm just just trying to that's you know funny. yeah that's yeah. funny. I had never even noticed that. Really, that's really funny. <laughs> I'm the first person. Yes, so I'm the first person to point it out to, out to you. Huh? I like, yeah, I like that a lot. All right, yeah. So um. So when uh, you said so when you when when their host left, you took over. So are so are you like a like like specifically with Weld.com now working for them? Yeah. So I do. So when I Weld.com, like what it is, just for people that might not be familiar, it's a like an educational site. So like on YouTube, we do educational videos, like how to teaching you new processes like it's a the main goal of ours is just sharing the knowledge that is slowly being uh dwindled down because everybody that has it is retiring from the welding industry but um so i started doing educational videos for them and they have a podcast and the host of the podcast she left the company and they needed someone to step in and I took over and I've been the host of the podcast since last April and nice. just hit a hundred episodes and right, well, it's congratulations. Been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's, a big, that's a big deal because in the podcast world, they say you'll either make it or you'll, you'll kind of fade out after the seventh episode. And that's true, yeah. you know, because I've had many before and I lost, lost, lost my interest within seven episodes, you know, so yeah. congratulations on your, on your, on your hundred coming up. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a bigger undertaking than I. I mean, because I'd never run a podcast before taking it over, yeah. and like I took it over, and I was really pumped about it. And then you know, you get yeah. you get a couple months in, you're just like, this is a lot more work than I was expecting. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay. So you you bring up a good point because um now so would you, what what advice would you have for like a beginner to be podcasting because a lot of people think that this is super easy and there's nothing to it, which is far from the truth. So, yeah. Um, do you have any advice you would give to like like younger podcasters, you know, coming up? I would say just be prepared. Like being prepared going into an interview, like trying to wing it is not going to serve <laughs> you on the back end of editing. Like that's one thing I've found is that like I could talk to someone for like two or three hours, and if I never say anything impactful or actually get like really good information by having questions prepared or just like doing research on the person, it's going to take me a long time to edit. And sometimes <laughs> right. it's just not going to be interesting, you know? So 
like really prepare like yeah. whenever you try to get as much information on that person as possible and just have a and listen to them i think that's that's the biggest advice that i could tell anybody in the podcast world is ask a question just listen and like dead spots it's not a bad thing because that's where the kind of energy lives so right just taking that moment to let things sit in and i and i had to and i had to um really get, get in the habit of not saying my ums and, and us you know yeah because that's a big deal yeah those know? are hard <laughs> those are <laughs> yeah but i got rid of them um so that's good for me um and and i guess you had to get rid of them too or like did you did you not do that at, like at all oh yeah no i i would okay. get rid of them yeah. but it's <laughs> yeah. It's it is an undertaking. Like sometimes you just have to leave a man, yeah. But I try to I try to streamline the conversation as much as possible just to keep people engaged. But those ums, there's I know exactly what the waveform looks like nowadays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I see. Yeah, because because uh, I, I, well, I I understand about the waveforms because uh, most times when I record, I don't know what it is, but I'll, but I'll cough a lot during the during mm. the interview. So I know what I know that little spike comes up. I'm like, yep, I call right there. I'm gonna take it out. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know. But there's always, you know, the, the intricacies that 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 doesn't that, that uh, makes people like a better editor and makes you think mm -hmm. about what not to do when you're actually interviewing somebody. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. The the um, I think it. I always I try to describe it to somebody because they're like, how do you how can you tell what an um looks like? And it kind of looks like a drumstick like a chicken drumstick yeah. you can tell it because it's real round on the front and it kind of peters off at the end so. right exactly yeah yeah um okay so we will talk about the pandemic some more um now i now i understand that this is dark for everybody for mostly everybody but this has got to be known um here we talk about um we don't stray away from suicide you know because mm -hmm. we want everybody to be open and talk about it okay so it's um I also read that you lost nine friends in twenty twenty. Um yes. to suicide, right? And uh I, I I don't know how to ask you this, but uh so I mean nine people, that's that's a lot. Yeah. You know, to go the, through that. The music like the music world, um I was I moved from Nashville not too long before that. So a lot of my friends are in the realm of we just gig full time like when yeah. the pandemic hit i was gigging full time and there was no resources for like independent contractors especially like musicians a lot of them get paid just cash or like under the table so there's right. not like something to show your income and so people just didn't have any kind of support and at, like it they didn't really have any options and so yeah. a lot of my friends took the took the the suicide route and it just was like every like it seemed like every couple of weeks you know it was like someone else it yeah. started in february and it didn't stop until you know it, it, luckily it hasn't happened very recently but you know it's it's been a constant thing and just it really it it's, it's hard enough. it's really hard yeah, well, and so that's why that's what pushed me into welding in the first place, actually, because yeah. I was trying to find something where I was like, hey, you know, here's two ways. Like I could give up like I've seen or I can push forward and just try to do anything possible to just keep 
my mind off of it. And welding is very difficult. <laughs> like it is a very difficult skill. So it was really good for my mental state because I had something to fixate on and just help me escape from the outside world, you right. know? And, but music does the same thing too. Right. <laughs> but, <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. And I, I yeah. and okay. So will you, during those dark times that you had, do you find that 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 welding also soothed your soul for that time being? I mean, I, yeah, it's hard because I because because we're working with um, you know m machinery and and flames going this way. But but for you, uh, did you find it kind of soothing as as well? You know, working on projects. I did. I okay. did. I found it like there. So like it. It was hard because music had always been my kind of coping mechanism whenever anything bad like that would happen in my life. And it was so close. Like music was too much for me for a while just because it was like all my friends, like everybody, like my friends, like yeah. the people I love, you know, they, they were gone and that was what we shared. Yeah. And so it was like I had to try something new and I had to yeah. had to escape. And that's what welding was. And when you are welding, like if you've never welded before, when you strike an arc, like that's what whenever you start welding, you start seeing a little puddle. And that puddle became my like just like escape. Right. Like just watching this like molten metal puddle, like dragging across either a plate or a pipe, whatever I was going through, like you have to put your entire world in that puddle to make sure it's you're doing it correctly or else like if you like lose concentration it messes up real fast and you gotta take time to grind out that weld and redo it you know so it's like the more fixed in and just flow state you could get in while you're welding that's always gonna just make you better and that became my just kind of safe harbor yeah. was the welding world well, I, well, I'm so glad you found that because I don't, you know, I mean, it's always, it's always hard to say what if, you know, so I'm glad mm -hmm. you found something that, that, that got your mind out of the dark times. And of course, music, you know, can't go yeah. wrong with music, man. <laughs> Music's yeah. great. Music's wonderful. Yeah, no. yeah. I love music, and but it was like, I just definitely needed a escape for a while just to get my head straight. Yeah. And through that, I've also been a big advocate like what i do with the podcast like my podcast about welding is mm -hmm. i just try to show people all the different types of welding and careers there are out there for people especially creatives like musicians make great welders because welding is all about tempo right. like you got to be able to just just follow the beat like just keep it going the same speed the whole time and if you are used to playing to a click track you yeah. know or playing in time like you're going to be a great welder it's it's going to take a little bit of time for you to understand what's going on. But once you get it, it's, it's just like playing songs again, you know, so. awesome. but trying to get people that don't have a path to, you know, it's like I was lost and a bunch of my friends were lost. And so I just would reach out to as many people as I could when I could see someone was having a hard time. It's like, Hey, you know, it's like, you can get into welding. There's tons of careers in it. You can be artistic. You can do just like show up and do production stuff. You can go and travel, you know, but it's like music is 
is still my heart too, but like, this is a good way to support yourself when the times get rough. Right. Right. Which is always great. Always great. Um, so we're going to talk about, about your music for a while. Uh, and so this is great because, um, I just love your music, man. It, it, it feels so good to listen to your music. Cause, um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, I'm serious because, uh, uh, it's 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 refreshing to me because it it, uh, it brings me to a to a state of like things will get better, you know. L- l- listening to your to your music, and I just want to thank you for making the music so I can you know relax and have a good time listening to it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's that's why it's there. You yeah, know? Man, yeah. But uh, okay, so but but I noticed something. Okay, so you uh, it, it says that um you you release uh. Two songs in 2019, 2020, and 2020. And I mean, then the pandemic hit and everything changed and everybody's lives. And so we, we definitely, we took that year to work on stuff. And then, um, we went in and we were like, well, let's just go in and let's, let's do an EP. You know, it's like, let's just do like a couple songs, you know? And the first day we were in the studio, like we had been playing these songs over and over and over and over (laughs) for like the entire time we'd been a band. Yeah. Yeah. And like through when things started opening up after the pandemic, like we're playing breweries. So like mm-hmm. we're playing fi- like three hour shows, like multiple times a week. And we keep playing the same stuff. And we're like, let's just go in and like try to record a couple of these songs. Cause we've been playing them. And the first day we came out with seven songs, like right. instead of three, right. we're like, okay, well maybe we should go back in and do another <laughs> thing. Because that one, that one went so well. Right. And, and we ended up coming up, like we came out with 15 songs and then we picked like the top ones that we liked the most. And we got a full album coming out this year. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be 10 and, songs. And uh, what, what, what month can we expect that new album to come out? The album is coming out in June. June. We haven't settled on the exact date in right. June, yeah. but it'll be June is for sure the day, but we right. did just drop a new, uh, we dropped a new single today, actually the day we're recording. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> We dropped one called Moonshine, and I did listen to that. That's all. That man, that's amazing too. Yeah, I, thank I love you. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that one. It's funny because I actually wrote that. There was a show called Moonshiners mm-hmm. uh, that, like, back in the day, was on. I don't know if it was on A and E or History Channel, but it was one of those shows. And I got word that that show was happening, and they needed a theme song. And that's originally what that song was for. Oh, right. Was yeah, <laughs> yeah. And oh, yeah. Didn't get picked, but no. we oh, I wow. I broke it out like with the guys in the band. We started playing it, and it became like just people at the crowd were like, "We like that's that song." It. So that's, <laughs> it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um. That's so 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 so. Um. Check Mountain is a fully independent band, correct? Y'all 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 do whatever you want, release them whenever you want, correct? That is correct. All in house. We are we are free as a bird. Nice, nice. <laughs> and that's the best way to be because I see I you know doing this podcast for three years, I've noticed a lot of bands now are going to independent instead of signing with the record label. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you well, get I, more 
um, notoriety with regular, but you don't get any of the money. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's I awesome actually was on a, I was on a label. Uh, I signed, I think around like 2016 or 2017, I was signed to a label out of San Diego. Mm -hmm. And so like, I knew it. it was like working with one and it wasn't a terrible experience, but it definitely made it a lot more difficult to just kind of chase opportunities the way I have throughout mm -hmm. my entire career. Yeah. So it's it, just having to like check in with somebody else before I go and try to yeah, do something. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of rough. Hard. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, so what would you, what, what, for people listening down there, what would you say about the hardest thing about making your own, um, like being, like being independent and doing what you want? Uh, it's the holding yourself accountable, like the accountability yeah. of, you know, it's easy to make a bunch of plans and it's hard to follow through with them. So it's like being not only, you know, me being accountable for it, but holding two other people accountable in the band and my wife, she actually helps out with a lot of like social media stuff, nice. and, you know, so it's like constantly, you know, if, if a day or two goes by where we slack off, it shows, <laughs> you know, so it's like constantly having to push and push and push and keep up with, just different schedules and work your busy life around mm. like we we get a lot of last minute gigs right. that seems to be kind of our mo is like, <laughs> oh we need someone let's call chuck down yeah. and so like we will take like it's been like before it's like a day before we get offered a gig so and you're like yep like, let's go all right we're like we show up <laughs> we do it and yeah. like it's it's been cool but it's that is the most difficult part is just staying oh, consistent and staying motivated. Like yeah. that's hard. And I'm glad you have a, like a, like, like, I guess your wife is like more like a PR person. You know, she does the show mm -hmm. for me. That's probably the hardest, hardest, um, uh, person to find is a PR, you know, to help yeah. you out with those stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. She's, yeah. she definitely helps out a ton on that. And then we, we, constantly like every my bass player in the band he actually bought the house right next to me oh, no. because they, <laughs> like the guy he he went to go live in a retirement home and his family auctioned his house off for oh, him okay and so but like i saw this all going down and i was like jeff you gotta come make bed you gotta you gotta get this house and he did he got it and now we're next door neighbors we have a studio in his backyard i got the studio here in my house so yeah. We, we constantly are working on, like we did a whole series called Live at Linda's, where every week we were doing a live video from Linda's, which is what secret, like the joke was like, we, we were trying to make it seem like it was this bar we were playing at yeah. every week, but we designed the studio to look like a bar. <laughs> That's awesome. And I like the we were like, where do we go? Yeah, Where's yeah. Linda's? Like, right. how do we go? <laughs> And I like and I like that name because that's my, my my mom's name, so I like the I like the name Linda too. Well, that's also oh funny. nice. Yeah, yeah. It comes from we live on Linda Lane, so <laughs> nice. <it's, laughs> so it, it it made sense, and but it is it, it's pretty wild, and we get to meet up all the time, and like we'll have nights specifically where we meet up and try to plan out content for the next week because we do a podcast as well as the band like uh on beer 
So <clears throat> we traveled to different breweries to play all the time. So we we're like, well, we should just like sit down with the brewer and ask him some questions. And it's turned into a giant learning experience for all of us. And we've brewed two different beers. So like the two singles we've put out this year so far, we actually have a beer named after them. Like the first one was Fool's Journey and we had a Fool's Journey Hazy Pale Ale with Little Brother, uh, a small brewery here in Greensboro. And then Moonshine, we actually have another one called Chuck Shine that we brewed with another brewery called Little Oblivion. So nice. Yeah, because that was my next I was my next question about your about your beer. Um but you have one I think just coming out or is out called Truck Mountain Dew. So that was the first one. That's, that one that started off. Dude, that's the greatest name ever. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, like, dude. <laughs> yeah. I came up with that name when I, I was just like, that would be so funny if we could make a beer called Chuck Mountain Dew. Yeah. And so we are friends with the taproom manager at a place we played all the time. And so we pitched it to him and he was like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. And then <laughs> the brewers liked it and we ran with it. So. Okay, so I guess it tastes just like Mountain Dew, right? That was what we were hoping. Oh, we were oh, hoping to okay, go, <laughs> but it it was a tropical milkshake IPA, so it, nice. it had that tropical flavor to it. But it was it was not. We were really hoping to do like a Baja Blast. Like that was yeah. like that yeah. was like our goal. Only only available at Taco Bell, which is odd because I, I I love that flavor too. Yeah, so I totally yeah, agree with it's you. so good. It is. It is. It is. Um. So I was um. Watching your, your YouTube channel, um, for anybody who wants to go on there, it's uh, it's Chuck Wagon, uh, yeah, Chuck Wagon 51 58, I think, right? Chuck Wagon, I think, I think, uh, so. I think it's it has like four numbers behind Chuck Wagon, yeah. Chuck, I think it's well, 51 I 58, I don't know, yeah, but let me see, oh, oh, yeah, Chuck Mountain 31 58, not Chuck Wagon, I'm sorry, what... Chuck Mountain. <laughs> Hey, Chuck, same thing. Chuck Wagon is because uh, no, no, it's funny that yeah, I said that because uh, in Sumter, you know where where I'm, where I lived at um, for a while, they they got a place called Chuck Wagon, and they, you know musicians can come there and everything. But yours is Chuck Mountain fifty one fifty eight. Thirty one fifty eight. Thirty one fifty eight. Thirty one fifty eight. I don't know what those numbers came from. Okay, because I was my, yeah, because yeah, I was my next question is what did they mean? You know, because obviously, I mean, fifty one fifty eight is well known in a number, but yours was thirty one fifty eight. So I wanted yes. to know what the significance was there for you, but you know, yeah, that one. I think it was like we didn't have enough either like views or subscribers to like change it or yeah. something i don't know we'll have to go back and try to just get chuck mountain yeah there you go there you go that's uh, the reason why all of ours is welcome to chuck mountain is because chuck mountain was already taken on like instagram and so we were like we'll just put the welcome in there that's awesome <laughs> make it inviting <laughs> that's awesome 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 uh, okay uh but yeah the reason why i was okay so the reason why i um well i, I like youtube videos also but uh y'all have a uh series called um, Bruce, um, uh, y'all have a series called, uh, oh, your podcast is called Bruce Rock. Yeah. So the podcast was originally, that's where it came from is right. that. So every week it, we were doing a live video, which was live from Linda's. And then we were doing a beer review show where we drink, that, yes. just, like we would yeah. try a bunch of different craft beers and talk about them. And that was our Bruce Rock. And it was 
it's very fun. It is, it is wild. But as far as like any kind of education or something of value we can offer people except entertainment, you know, it was, that was why we shifted towards the podcast. Plus video editing is a lot. So we, every week trying to turn out two like not just one video, but like two videos every single week was a lot to try to keep up with. And that's what inspired us to go to the podcast route because we're like, well, you know, it's like I'd been running a podcast already and yeah. like, we could we could do that. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be that crazy. Right. And so that's where we thought we were just going to go and keep drinking beers and laughing and talking about them. And we just wanted to interview a brewer right. to yeah. just ask a couple of questions. And then that like we we thought it was going to be like a 5 minute segment on it okay. you know Start, and then right. that 5 minute segment was a 45 minute yeah. segment and we're like well i guess this is what the podcast is yeah, yeah. um yeah making beer and you know with a brewery is not easy but it's not hard if if you know what you're doing i guess right yeah it's a lot more straightforward than i ever thought it was it's Which more just yeah it's all there, about cleaning. Yeah, because there's no beating around the bush when you're dealing with beer and brew. Yeah, so it's, it's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, okay, um, so you reviewed a lot of beer on the podcast and YouTube channel. Is there any, mm-hmm. is there any beer that you absolutely 100% love right now? Right now, I am really big into... So there's a local brewery. Are you talking like small brews or are you talking like something someone could go out and grab right now? Uh, let's do both. Okay. So as as far as small brews, there's a brewery here in town called Joymongers. Yeah. And they just released a beer called Dad Hat, which is a it's fashioned after a Miller High Life. And yeah. Miller High Life. I'm always good for a Miller High Life. <laughs> like that was what yeah. when me and my wife we bonded over, like we both would drink that at the bar, yeah. like back when we first met. So, but they, theirs is fantastic, super crisp and delicious. Um, and then as far as ones that you could get anywhere, I'm trying to think of like what a, I mean, Sierra Nevada, I'm becoming more of a fan of just their brewery in general, just because they're very, very technical when right. it comes yeah. to like, they're a really large brewery, but they also are one of the only breweries that does bottle conditioning, which is something where if, you're not familiar like when you actually go to bottle it instead of force carbonating it so getting the extra bubbles to make it have that kind of carbonated feel instead of forcing that in there they put a little bit of sugar in there and it mm. actually just carbonates with the yeast in the beer yeah. so that sounds amazing. <laughs> they have they have it dialed in yeah like, so yeah. i yeah. have to give their pale ale is is the one i would recommend just because of the craftsmanship behind it there you go. There you go. So grab it whenever you're out. And uh, it, it'd be a good time for you to sit back and drink some beer, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so we have three more questions, and then we'll let you go. Because I know we have a gig tonight. Um, yep. Now, where's yep. this gig, like, last minute? Or was it, like, a, like a week in advance? Because I know you just said. It's semi-last minute. Okay. I'm just playing downtown. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a bar called Boxcar. So that's where nice. I'll be at tonight. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, if it's just out town, you can easily get there. So it's great. As long as you don't have to go out of state, right? And I'm sure oh, yeah. you do sometimes. Yeah. 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 We, we, we get like 
pretty close. We don't go super far outside of like North Carolina. We right. stick around North Carolina, hit Virginia, hit Tennessee, <clears throat> South Carolina, Georgia. Yeah. So, but we're I'm hoping to get Carolina. out further. I'm in South Carolina, so you gotta come. You gotta come. Yeah, no. we, we gotta meet up. You know. Well, okay, what part are you in? Uh, Columbia. I'm moving to Lexington okay. next month, so it's basically the same thing. You know, I live like 20 minutes away from Columbia. So okay. I'll come see cool. you though. I'll, I'll be glad to come meet you. Yeah, and have a beer with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I got three more questions, and um, you know, we'll let's go. Like I say, uh, you've been to a lot of concerts, yes? Oh yes. All right, good. So, uh, can you remember your favorite concert of all time? I'm talking Ooh. like of all time. It would probably be. It was one of the first concerts I ever went to. My parents took me to go see Aerosmith when I was living in Colorado. Yeah. And I love Aerosmith. I right. grew up loving them yeah. and got to see them live. And there was a point on the screen where or there was a point in the, the show where Steven Tyler was like, come here to like the camera guy. Yeah. And then he turned the camera around and it was girl out in the crowd just, <laughs> just flipped her shirt up. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like maybe like 13 and I'm just like, this is the life. (laughs) Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget that experience for sure. Well, that's a good experience, you know? I mean, so yeah, yeah, Aerosmith has always been great. Um, But I saw him with Kiss and and Aerosmith went after Kiss. I'm like, you don't know, go first before Kiss, because Kiss is Kiss. (laughs) I mean, because... Aerosmith is great, but they just stand there and play which everybody loves, you know, because Kiss has all the fireworks and all the print. It's like, I don't, come on, dude, <laughs> you gotta, yeah, you know? it's hard I mean, to beat fire. <laughs> it, it is, you know, I mean, because Kiss is a lot, like a legendary band anyway, so I mean, it, Aerosmith is too in their own right, but I kind of like Kiss better. That, that show, that show, but I would gladly take Aerosmith on. Like their studio albums over Kiss any day of the week, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is great. Which is great. Okay, uh, worst concert ever. Oh, oh, worst concert ever. I, I mean, it was probably it have to be one of the ones I worked. So oh. I used to bartend. Like I used to bartend at uh, like two different venues out in Nashville, and there was sometimes where it's just like, there's maybe like three people out in the crowd. Yeah. The band wasn't together. Yeah. Uh, like I would just say it's those, those unpromoted and unprepared shows that I've seen as a bartender. Yeah. Those I'll clump them all in one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. So our last question for you today is, um, you know, this podcast, cause it's called when word show music speaks. That can't mm-hmm. be anything from the truth right now. Off cuff, can you tell me um, what is one artist, song, or album that you can listen to, but you can't tell me, your wife, your bandmates, anybody, how it makes you feel inside your soul? It's so ingrained in your soul. It would be City in Color. I don't know if you've ever listened to them before, but it's Dallas Green. Uh, He... I his the way he, that he talks, or the way that he writes, and just his melodies, and uh, just the feeling of it. It's like it speaks to me on a different level that I could ever describe. Yeah. Just because it's like my, it's very sappy. It's very like very romantic kind of music, but like it's too lovey dovey for a lot of my friends. And my wife is just she's just like this is just sad boy music, oh, you no, know. But yeah. 
but I just like if I if I listen to his music, I I get lost and it it just brings me to a place that no matter where I'm at, like if I listen to his music, I'll I'll always be okay and just be able to just be at peace. You know, that's what music does. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't argue with music. Music is always it it speaks to your soul in ways that no nobody can uh, can explain. So I thank you for that. And uh, thank you. So for everybody listening to this podcast episode right now, uh, you can check out Bo's website at boaudit.com. Did I say it right? Bo did it. Bo did it. Sorry. Yep. Bo, who did it? Bo, <laughs> Bo did, did it. it. Bo did it. Yes. <laughs> and he also has Instagram at Bo did it welding. So make sure you mm-hmm. check out his page, follow his page. Um, now, do we have any uh, clothing line or something that people can order and buy and over there? Uh, w- with the band, we do. So if you okay. go to Welcome to Chuck Mountain, like on Instagram, we have a shop on there or okay. just go to our website, just chuckmountain.com. We right. got our merch up there. Mm. But as far as the welding stuff, I don't really do too much merch. I just just go out and do the jobs, man. Right. Just got to right. go do those yeah, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and for anybody who is a SoundCloud listener, um, they're on SoundCloud mm-hmm. under Chuck Mountain. So go check yep. it out. Um, the, um, all of your uh, music on on uh, SoundCloud is available on Apple Pod, Apple Music, and Spotify too, because they're the same thing, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Everything that's out yeah. out there is out on all the different platforms. Nice. And Moonshine is officially available right now, so go check that's that cool. out. And uh, Bo, we do honestly love you here, and uh, we hope to God you come back some, real soon. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you next time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. This has been awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. And for everybody listening, um, always remember, I'm Word Trail Music Week. Bye, guys.